0: Hello and welcome back to another End Zone edition of the WTOC Sports Podcast. I'm Sports Director Lindsey Goff alongside our digital anchor, Jake Wallace. Jake, it is the first Friday in October.
1: Yeah, the, what What do you kids call it, the spooky season? Yeah, that's, that's what we're in. That's what in. we call it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's what all the youth call it. Now, the high school football season, I mean, this is the really the, the time when it starts cranking out. This is when it gets to be a, really a lot of fun because you know, Just about everybody at this point is in region play. Um, Almost all of the games on the schedule tonight are going to have some kind of consequence in terms of state playoffs and who goes where and who makes it in and who doesn't. So it's a lot of fun. And you would expect at this point, October 1st, outside of the teams that have had kind of all kind of extenuating circumstances due to COVID and everything else, but you expect at this point everybody to be kind of playing – really well or at least Mm -hmm. close to the best version of themselves and that makes it exciting especially for these games that we have tonight that are going to be really anticipated between two really good teams
0: yep before we get to tonight let's take a look back we'll lead off with a play of the week winner recap we got over 100,000 votes between the two plays this week
1: yeah and I mentioned this on Monday a lot of times our plays of the week our nominees and the the ones that win are offensive you know it's mm-hmm. people love points you know but this was a defensive touchdown from from McIntosh County Academy uh great pressure up the middle leads to an interception 60 yards back to the house Earned more than 66,000 votes, a big win for the Bucks on Friday night, and they win our Play of the Week as well.
0: Yep, shout-out to Tyrese Campbell on that one. And then we had a trio of uh, Thursday night high school football games. We'll start off with the one here in Savannah, Windsor Forest, New Hampstead, that rematch. They opened the season with each other back on August 20th. Uh, they played again last night. It was mostly New Hampstead in the first half when I was there, and then – a lot of scoring happened Things in got the second weird. half. Yeah, um, New Hampshire went on to win that one, forty-six to thirty-eight.
1: A lot of lead changes back and forth. I was following along on Twitter, and you could just see it was you know one team would score and take the lead, and about five minutes later or less, oh that other you know lead changes this that and the other. That's a that's two really good teams. You know, New Hampshire has shown you know who they are, and Windsor has had to have some of their games cancelled but they showed some a lot of fight I thought last mm-hmm. night when as you mentioned you know New Hampstead kind of dominated the the first half of the game and really kind of dominated the first matchup as mm-hmm. well and then for for the Knights to not really show any quit and and battle back I thought that showed a lot out of Jeb Stewart's team
0: yeah they uh, scored 32 points in the second half uh, so the Knights now two and two Phoenix five and one New Hampstead has a beach next Uh, Windsor Forest has Liberty County. Another game we had, this one has been rescheduled due to COVID. Benedictine at Burke County. That was supposed to be their opener. Burke County had COVID issues within the program, so it got moved to last night. Uh, BC goes on the road with another big win, 59-28.
1: They can light up a scoreboard, just like we've said for a long time about this team. There's so much offensive talent on that cadet sideline. That they are capable of scoring from just about anywhere on just about any down, and as quick as they want to, they are dangerous right now. And after they started zero and two, and we said, "What you when is this team going to click?" We've got our answer because they are yeah, clicking. They're clicking in in big time fashion, especially offensively.
0: Four straight. Um, Justin Thomas with another three touchdown performance. Um, Burke County was ranked number ten in Class Three A. So uh, they were undefeated heading into that matchup. A good win for BC, who's now four and two. They've got Jenkins next, and then over in the Low Country, we also had another game. Battery Creek was up in Charleston facing Academic Magnet. They got their first win of the season, thirty to twenty. The good.
1: final. That's a good win for the Dolphins. And and look, any time a team has has struggled through this through the first part of the season, the first half of the season. You know it's good. You know they how good it feels to be right. in that locker room when you finally get that win. And now let's see where it goes for Battery Creek. How much confidence does this give them? How much did this kind of relight a fire in that locker room? We'll see where it goes from here.
0: They've got Hanahan next. They're 1-3 now. So moving on to our Friday night matchups, our game of the week, Stratford Academy at Calvary.
1: A top-10 matchup in Class A private. The Cavaliers we have talked about a lot on this show we have talked about them a lot all season and for good reason they are a very good football team with a lot of young talent they're going to be hosting this team out of macon that's also undefeated four and zero. and we're going to see kind of tonight these are two of the better teams out of the metro atlanta area that's you know up in north georgia atlanta that's where so much of the private school football attention goes but this is going to be a really good matchup between two teams that are hoping to kind of disrupt that apple cart in Class A private. And the winner of, of this game tonight is going to have a really good win on their resume. Both already do, but um, to get a win tonight for Calvary, just put another um, you know notch on their belt for, for teams that they've beaten, really good teams that they've been able to beat this year.
0: Yeah, Stratford Academy 4-0 heading into this one. They beat Country Day last week 27-20. Um, After trailing 14-13 at the half last week, Calvary Day 6-0. They're number three in Class A private. Stratford is number 10 in Class A private. Uh, Stratford Academy won this one narrow last year. 28-21 was the final back at Stratford Academy back in 2020. So this should be a good matchup. And earlier in the week, I talked to Calvary head coach Mark Stroud, who said, yeah, this should be a good matchup and go into the fourth quarter.
2: I mean, I think it's going to be, a, you know, a great game, I think. I mean, both teams are, like you said, coming in undefeated. And, uh, you know, we're thankful that I'm sure they're thankful as well. And, you know, they're a quality team. They're well coached. They play really hard. Uh, they're tough. All those things that, you know, good teams do. And, you know, it's going to be a you know, challenge for us to match that, all of that and, you know, come out and play really disciplined football and really get after it. Yeah. So, you know, I expect it to be a tough, really physical game. Uh, I expect it to go all the way into the fourth quarter. Hopefully, all, for both. Hope, hope it's all ha- happening for us.
0: What's been your message to this team this season? Um, as good as they've played, is it you know that you're as good as you want to be? Like what? What are you telling them week in and week out?
2: Well, nationally, I mean, as you look at, you go back and look at film. You, it's something every week you need to really improve on. I don't think we've reached our ceiling by any means. I guess, which is a good thing at this point in time in the season. We've got a lot of room for improvement. Uh, you know, it's, and you know, we try we try to look at film really hard, and our kids look at film really hard, and assess all those things. So there's just a lot of. I mean, we're, we're proud of what you know what our team's accomplished, but still, we know there's just so much room for improvement, so much room to get better, and you know, that's what you want your team to do. Eventually, is play to their full potential. And then, you know, it is what it is by that time. So I I guess to answer your question, our theme has been, let's try to get a little better every day. Uh, You know, let's try to improve individually every day, which in in turn will help us improve as a team every day. So that's kind of our thing is just not to get settled in and not to be, you know, complacent. Uh, You know, you put all this time in and there's only 10 shots really that you got. I mean, you might hopefully get to play more than that, but you never know. So you have ten opportunities, and we just want to make sure we take every opportunity to play really well.
0: You said you want to see improvement. Is there anything specific that you're working on to improve this week or overall that you want to see them do better?
2: Well, I think, you know, we always are trying to improve. Like most everybody, we're trying to improve the line of scrimmage. We just want to play better on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Be more disciplined. Uh, you know, be more disciplined in assignments, be more disciplined in technique, uh, you know, be be a little bit tougher, a little more physical when when they're trying to, you just got kind of to match people's physicality and stuff like that. So I think it's always probably, if you ask that question, probably any coach across the state, they'd say, you know, we got to improve on the offensive line, defensive line play. and Because that, that's really where, you know, if you take all the other things out and you match all the, if you're fairly similar on the perimeter, then you've you got to be good in there. And so I think that's always, and you know, it's, and there's always something that comes up, you know whether it's, you know, not running routes crisp enough or the back, not hitting, you know, running downhill well enough or whatever it might be. It's something all the time that you're trying to improve on and get better at So we just, you know, it's always something. So it's not always just one thing, but, you know, typically it's going to be we're just constantly trying to improve our fronts. If we can just be more disciplined in assignment, more disciplined technique, be more physical, be tougher up front. Because we know in the end of things that's what a lot of it will come down to is you know how well can you block them? How well can you come off of blocks in the interior?
0: What's a key matchup that we should keep an eye on for you guys against Stratford, or where do you guys match up well? You think?
2: Well, you know they don't throw the ball a lot, but when they do throw the ball, they uh it, they make you pay for it. So we've got to you know we've got to just I think you know really our mentality has to be that we just have to make them earn every yard they get. We try to eliminate some big plays try to eliminate them from you know, making that big play over the top when they do try to throw the ball. And also, you know, if they if they do make a play, we just got to recover quickly and go right back to our game plan and try to make them earn every yard to get. You know, that's the that's real key defensively. I think offensively, like a lot of games, you have to go in and be very balanced. You know, we can't let them – draw, be on, we're trying to do every, you know, you just can't let them get eight, nine guys in the box when they think they're going to run the ball or, you know, or, or vice versa when they they're going to throw the ball, that we're going to drop people on us and stuff like that. So we have to be very sound and, you know, just making sure we're really, um, you know, we're, we're, we're passing the ball well and throwing the ball well and, and we're very balanced in that situation. So I think that's going to be critical for us, being balanced offensively. Um, but I think you always have to be able to run the ball um, if you're going to be successful in the big game.
0: How big is it having this one at home?
2: It's way better than going there. <laughs> you know, we, we just did not play very well there last year. Again, taking enough away from Stratford, they're a good team. Always they're a good team. And, you know, we feel like we just did not play a really good game over there last year. And, um, again, you know, they're a really good team. We'd, again, taking enough from those guys. But, you know, I think the challenge for us is we want to play this game well, uh, a game we didn't play as well last year. we to play it really well. It's a really big challenge for us to do that and playing at home is you know it's always exciting for lots of reasons you know just the I mean we're we're really nine weeks without a break right now seven weeks we had two scrimmage and seven straight weeks so you know just taking a little small trip right now seems like a little bit of a grind um so being at home I think everybody's more relaxed so they're less fatigued uh, it's always exciting to play in front of your home crowd so you, you always you hope that's going to be a really really positive thing and I think the biggest thing right now is just being you know, not not feeling tired and being being having some time you know instead of being rushed trying to get somewhere so that's exciting
0: all right coach anything else you want to add or want to say
2: no we just i mean really encourage our fans to come out and to the game all of our fans and like it's that's always a factor if you're gonna have a home field you want a home field advantage and part of the home field advantage is having a very good crowd i think uh you know, if, they, if the crowd comes and does well, then our kids certainly feed off that, and you know that's that's an element that can be really a real factor in the game. So we just ask the crowd to come out, have a great time, have a great experience, and be part of the part of the game really by just being excited.
0: All right, Coach. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it.
2: Thank you. See you we'll later. See you
0: out there. So we're looking forward to that one, Jake. Another one we've got on our lineup tonight: Hilton Head over at Buford.
1: Yeah, this Buford team has been really good all year. Um, you've seen what they've been able to do under head coach uh, Bryce Leebrand. Tyler Haley has been leading that offense. The, the steady quarterback, steady hand at quarterback doesn't make a lot of mistakes. This, it can be said for this whole football team. They just don't mm-hmm. make a lot of mistakes. And now they have a Hilton Head team coming in that really hasn't gotten a chance to play a whole lot. Right. You know, There's been a lot of things that have kind of been in the way of Hilton Head getting to play a lot of football games. So it's going to be a tough task for B.J. Payne and the Seahawks to maybe knock off the Eagles on the road. Um, but we'll see what happens. These these games, sometimes weird things can happen. Yeah, definitely. And so if you're Buford, you're hoping not. And if you're Hilton Head, you're hoping to cause one of those weird things.
0: Yeah, Hilton Head comes in at 1-3. They're coming off a close four-point loss to Wade Hampton last week. And this is their last of five straight road games to open the season. They're getting new turf installed on their field, so they've had to play the front half of their schedule all on the road. Buford coming in at four and one. Um, their first loss was their last game, which was played on the seventeenth to uh, Oceanside Collegiate on the road. So both teams really wanting to come back and win a game. I think
1: it's never fun to lose and then go into a bye week because yeah, it just kind of think f- about it. It just kind of festers. But especially after they got off to such a hot start, mm-hmm. four and zero, oh, and then. You have the game that you lose, and now you got to think about it for two weeks. I think Buford's going to come out, um, you know, ready to go tonight.
0: Yeah, any anything can happen in those type of games, so that's when we're watching another one: uh, Richmond Hill at Statesboro.
1: Yeah, a Region Two Six A game, and and these region games mean so much in this region where there is such little margin for error. There's such little separation oftentimes between these teams as they battle for those four playoff spots. You know, Brunswick has kind of, I think, put themselves out there yeah. as the head of the class in this region. But everybody else is – you can kind of see a bunch of different scenarios for how it's all going to play out. Richmond Hill got their first win of the year last week against Bradwell in their region opener. Tonight it's the region opener for Statesboro over at Womack Field. Um Spoke with Matt Lazat for Richmond Hill earlier today. You'll see that coming up on uh, the end zone pregame later on the WTOC app. But he mentioned, he's like, man, we know how these games are going to go. You just don't know what's going to happen. Right. You know it's going to be physical. You know it's going to be played hard. You know everybody's going to give their best effort. But after that, it's really up to what happens on the field. And that's what makes this region and games like this so exciting.
0: Yep. Dow will be over at that one for us and – Statesboro coming off a bye week, so that should be a fun matchup. Some news that we just got in to the newsroom this afternoon. Groves with another canceled game due to COVID. Groves and Johnson's game is off for Friday night. This is the statement that uh, Savannah-Chatham County Public Schools sent out. Please be aware the Groves High School versus Johnson High School football game scheduled for tonight, 10-1 at Garden City Stadium at 7.30, has been canceled due to COVID quarantine protocols. Uh, This is Groves' fourth game to be canceled.
1: Yeah, it's it's not a fun situation to deal with at all and you know it it's hard for for teams when these kind of things happen because these kids practice and they put a whole lot into being being able to go out and play Friday night. Friday night's the reward. Right. Right? Getting to run out on the field and play the games, that's the reward for all the lifting the lifting of weights over the summer, all the summer practices, all the early morning workouts, all of that is to play Friday night and, and to not be able to. You feel for the kids who have who have put in all the work uh, to be able to enjoy it, and they really haven't gotten to this year. So it's just a, a, not a fun situation no. any way you look at
0: it. You can catch Jake and I on the end zone beginning at 11.15 tonight on WTOC. And uh, keep up with us on social media throughout the evening. We post updates on the games that we're at. Jake, anything else you want to say?
1: Looking forward to starting off the month of October with a really good slate of games. A lot of consequential games tonight. Going to be a whole lot of fun tonight on the end
0: zone. All right. Thank you for listening and downloading, and we will talk to you guys next week.